Start another binge watch playlist of Chair Shot Reality on WrestlingInc.com, your wrestling news source leader in the world. Josh Eisenberg's down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I'm Justin Labar here in Pittsburgh. Josh, just in full disclosure, it was going to be you debating Katie Arquette, but she couldn't get here quite in time. She's still finishing off leg day, but she'll be here later in the weekend for the playlist. Uh, Josh, we're getting closer and closer to April 8th, WrestleMania Day. You and I, Juice, the whole crew will be down in New Orleans. Spirits on Bourbon from 1 to 3 p.m. with Tommy Dreamer, Mr. Anderson, and Noel Foley. It's free to get in, free Q&A. There's also the special VIP, which thanks to the sponsors, it has been lowered down to $100 for a VIP ticket. Get you lunch with Noel and get to meet everybody else. Only six of those VIPs available. And, of course, you can go to TicketKingOnline.com and search WrestleMania pre-party event to purchase that. All right, Josh, my question to you. What build are you liking better? Which marquee match are you liking better of how they're building to this? Is it the universal title match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar? Very controversial. They're trying to make it. Or is it the uh, finally, the late-blooming John Cena versus Undertaker battle that seems to be upon us? That's a tough question, Justin, because I think both have been pretty good so far. You look at Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, they're trying to uh, smart out the smarks. I know you love that comment, the smart angle, but I'm going to go with John Cena and The Undertaker. Here's why. John Cena can cut a promo better than 99% of anybody who's ever put a microphone in front of their face. And we saw that again this past Monday, and I know that you love the people saying, oh, Undertaker's not healthy, and... I hate to say that I actually listened to your podcast. I heard about your, where's your medical doctors coming out about this. But I like this because for the past so many years, since the streak has been broken, so we're going on four years now, the Undertaker's uh, storyline heading into WrestleMania is always, does he still have it? And that's more common now because he's facing a guy like John Cena, who John Cena's road to WrestleMania was, I'm not sure if he's going to have one. Look, we all understand that John Cena is obviously going to have a WrestleMania match. Nobody's ever thought that he wasn't going to have a WrestleMania match. But two guys in the twilight of their careers, John Cena, who's doing so many other things outside of WWE, and The Undertaker, who we're not sure what's going to happen on a yearly basis, this feud seems natural to me. This feud seems organic to me. And it doesn't make me feel that, as much as I like the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar storyline so far, it doesn't make me feel like WWE is trying to out smart the internet community so this is more natural this is more organic to me and no matter what you say about Cena and The Undertaker you only need a couple of weeks to build this storyline because like I said it's organic it's natural people want to see Cena and The Undertaker John Cena hot take should have been the guy that ended The Undertaker streak but since he didn't this is a great opportunity for both guys in the twilight of their careers getting an opportunity to face off for the first and only time at Wrestlemania John Cena vs. Undertaker is, is the A number one match that I'm most looking forward to. Absolutely, it's the match I've, you know, you know and I've, I've wanted to see it you know, for five years at least. I, wa I wanted to see it when the streak was still intact, uh, but I'm happy that we're going to see it now, and this should, this should be the last match for Undertaker going up against mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the franchise player that is John Cena. But I'm going to go with the Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar build is what I'm enjoying. You more. would. You would, Justin. You Here, would. Here's why. You know I love it. It's always it's always good when you when you pull with, when you blend a little bit of art and reality. And because there are some things behind the scenes of Brock Lesnar, and they're trying to figure out. And Brock Brock you know Brock might resign with WWE, but it might be at the eleventh hour. He's certainly determined to do UFC. And so how that all plays out, I love the fact they're using that. I love the fact they're acknowledging that fans know uh, that that Brock is in this in this negotiation period that he's in. And WWE is desperate. WWE is desperate to get Roman Reigns 
over and to the, I mean, he's over, but to get him uh, reacted to the way they want. And sometimes when you're desperate, that's when you pull out the most creative and the most interesting stuff. I love the Roman promos, the way he's speaking. I love the fact that Roman Reigns, the guy that all the smart marks say is so terrible, is able to get all of them up in, a, up in a tizzy and get them to go, ooh, and ah, and he's shooting, and that was off script. And I love them following Roman right into Gorilla, because we don't often see that on live TV. Yeah, we'll see Gorilla in every documentary and every WWE 24-7, uh, yeah. uh, but you never see it live on a Monday Night Raw. Uh, in that capacity where they go right back uh, and, and, and confront Vince. So I like what they're doing. I, I think that it really just it resonates with everybody feels like they know everything and they want to see more of the behind the scenes. And even though this all is part of the script, even though this all is, you know, Vince McMahon is happily acknowledging Brock Lesnar as just being the full-fledged heel in this, uh, I, I like how it's really making you feel like, okay, they're, they're pulling from real life. I think that's just a, that's something that, that's, that's something that's so, it's so needed and it's yeah. so easily understood in 2018 in the era that we're in. But do you realize that you rewind to WrestleMania 31? Yes, Roman Reigns is getting booed, winning, uh, you know, or, or being a guy that obviously is going to win the Royal Rumble is predictable and everything. But WWE did the absolute worst thing in the world to Roman Reigns going into that WrestleMania 31 match against Brock Lesnar by saying. Brock has re-signed with WWE, chose WWE over UFC, so all the jabrones on the websites and the podcasts and the everything going on in the internet world was saying, wow, Brock Lesnar, our guy, he actually chose WWE over, over UFC. He chose WWE first and foremost over the NFL, over UFC. He's back. He's our guy. We have him for another couple of years. So now that I think about it, like that was the worst thing that WWE could have done to Roman Reigns. Now, in the back of my mind, they're trying to save Roman Reigns when we all know Roman Reigns is today's John Cena. Does it matter if he gets cheered? No. Does it matter if he gets booed? No. But Roman Reigns is a reaction, and people only care about reactions. Talk about business, Justin. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar doesn't need to go on last to WrestleMania because it's going to get the most reaction no matter where it's at on the card. I want to see John Cena and The Undertaker in the next three weeks tease, like you said, maybe we get an American badass. Maybe we don't. I sure as hell hope not because I've already seen one too many Kid Rock concerts at WrestleMania. Uh John Cena and Undertaker should go on last, and yes, Reigns and Lesnar okay. can, can be put so on. So we do agree on that. We do agree on Cena and Taker going last. Yes, I agree on that. And a hot take here, I, don't wanna, I hope WWE doesn't show us Brock Lesnar until WrestleMania. Have Brock Lesnar continue. You know, last week it was Vince saying, he, you know, he, I think he guaranteed that, that, that Brock will be there. Have Brock continually, quote-unquote, no-show until WrestleMania. What does that do, though, Justin? It, what does it, that it, do it, if it, you it, keep it, Brock Lesnar off it, for three more weeks? It, first off, you don't need him because you have Paul Heyman. Secondly, it'll continue to build fire under Roman Reigns' his, uh, his anger towards this, and who knows, maybe. And then again, it, it, to some of these people who are actually believing that this is, this, this is real life playing out in front of them, they might, they, they might start to boo Brock Lesnar, which is what WWE wants. Also, if Brock doesn't re-sign with WWE, if he does in fact uh, depart from them for good, at least for the time being, it continues to paint him more in the light of an asshole, and that's what WWE wants. If somebody's going to leave, they try to downplay their importance. Uh, well, good. Let me, let me ask one more question for you, though. Hot take. Will Brock Lesnar have his last match in New Orleans against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? Last match ever? His last WWE match. That's false. Mm, that's true. That's false. Uh, WrestleMania, Minneap we'll WrestleMania will be in Minneapolis in a few years. I can see it there. I can see, I can see him being. I can see him going away for a year or two, and that's the one 
final guy, one of the final guys I have to make a comeback. So we're running out of guys that can make comebacks. You know, everybody's, you know, so that would be one of the guys that could do one, a one-off comeback. We got plenty more this weekend. Josh will be back with us at the end of the playlist. You and Juice going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe talking about my man, Who? Juice? You and Juice. Continuing on the weekend playlist, it's Chair Shot Reality on WrestlingInc.com. Just a reminder, again, our CSR WrestleMania Day Party, April 8th, 1 to 3 p.m. at Spirits on Bourbon in New Orleans. Tommy Dreamer, Mr. Kennedy, Anderson, and Noel Foley. They'll all be there, free to get in, free to Q&A. And, of course, as we said, the VIP with Noel. Thanks to our wonderful sponsors, Ticket King and Spirits on Bourbon. The VIP ticket has been able to be reduced and dropped down just $100. And that gets you lunch with Noel. Plus, you'll get to meet Tommy, Ken, shoot a social media video. Uh, it'll be a great time down there on Bourbon Street. Justin Labar, Katie Arquette, Drew Springsteen. And uh, let's talk about the state of the women. The women are going to right now at least have uh, at least probably three different uh, advertised segments for WrestleMania. Now, yeah. where they fall in the day-long extravaganza between pre-show and main card, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But the state of the women, we got the Ronda Rousey debut, of course, that everybody's waiting to see in the mixed tag match. We have Charlotte versus Asuka. Uh, a match we've been waiting to see and we thought would happen. We assume Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. And what was the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal is now being just called the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Katie, since you are the lady on set, I'll start with you. What are you most looking forward to here in the state of the women? Honestly, the Rousey debut. Yeah. I want to see what she has to offer. She's been fighting a majority of her life. That's been her career. And to see her transition to the WWE, I think it would be really neat to see what she has. It is definitely one of the matches I'm looking forward to because of the headlines and the dynamic, but I'm not getting too invested in wanting to, and, and, and expecting too much out of it because I think they're really going to protect her. I don't think we're going to see much more than just a few highlighted moves that they set her up for. I think otherwise they're going to look at Stephanie shenanigans to carry it and obviously Triple H and Kurt. Do you think Triple H taps out like we mentioned before? I, I think I think that I think that is rousing. I think that is the that is what makes that match and cements it its place in history is that. He taps out to her, yeah. po in the match or post match. I think, it, I think it's for the match. I think it has to be. That's the fall. Well, as you brought up last week, though, how do they make it happen? How do they make? How, how do those two legal? I still think Triple H is in there, and there's no way that uh, Angle could get in, and there's no other way for Rousey to do anything but to get in, fight him. Very good. Step up to the plate. <laughs> I'm going Charlotte Oscar is what I'm what most I was looking say forward too. to. Uh, I think I think they've they've handled Oscar so well from a booking standpoint of her still being undefeated. Her I looking, think she's going to still win the mixed match uh, challenge. She might. I think. I think because they will. mentioned it, like how she doesn't want Miz to blow it for. Her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that would make sense. They have to win then, because if true. they lose, it's it's still a loss. I like how that she's been booked. Uh, I wish that they would just stop any promos though. The promo, like the promo with Charlotte and Oscar, just. What would you prefer her to stand in the ring and point to the sign? Like Ronda. No, but I, I, I would rather just let, let this be like 1991 booking. Let it be like WWF superstars. Let's let me see Charlotte just beat up a lot of girls between now and then a lot of opponents. Let me see Oscar beat up a lot of opponents. I, I don't even want to see them stand in the same ring, promo or otherwise, until Mania comes. I didn't want to see them in the same ring. And I'm also What's the women's revolution? I like I, I like Oscar yeah. swag, but I just I don't know. If if it connects, I don't know if it always the, the you don't think it's like a good tease to I have them like a build up she, in a way. She's getting over still. Like, yeah, she's yeah, she's big I, pops every time she's coming out. I don't see if that's a, as big an issue. I think you're just nitpicking. Well, I, no, I'm not. Well, maybe I am, but I don't know. I, just, I, <laughs> I think it's a it's a, it's better that they're not facing just jabronis every single week. The fact that Oscar's going to face Alexa Bliss is 
huge. No, no, fan. I'm not. Well, when I said 1991, I don't mean have them go against a local enhancement talent each well, week. Still, but I'm just saying have them. Let me, just, let me just see. Matches. Let me just see them collide. They're beating the top people every time, and Charlotte just beat a newcomer in Ruby Riot, so they're all yeah. kind of you know. I've got to say, known. while we're talking about the state of the women, um, Fastlane, I think Ruby Riot shine. Yeah, very, very, almost uh, definitely. I'm glad that she performed well. Look, I mean, that, finally, I feel like there's a purpose to the Riot Squad with the promo that she gave a week earlier. Like, I know why. Okay, they're here because they don't. We still don't know what Absolution's doing. I yeah. don't know what Absolution's doing. Yeah, I, I don't. don't I don't understand. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I think the match with Ruby Riot on a fast lane was definitely her best. Her best, best and it got over, and it got her group over. Who's your so. favorite female to watch in WWE right now? Right now. Yeah. Um, probably Oscar. Oscar. She's well, not just the fact that she's undefeated, but the fact that her her technique and her style get over so well with everyone, and she's such a big hit. Mm. Like she she's different. She doesn't have to use a lot of words. Like when you go back to Kane, like or Undertaker, they just had to stand there. Yeah. Granted, they were very tall, big men, but with Oscar, she's this little well, thing, even- and she's just she just has to look at you, and she has that look, and the mask helps like differentiate what she wants. Well, while she's not as big as uh, obviously like what Kane or Undertaker are, but she, I mean, she is a she does she has an opposing figure. I mean, she's not Alexa Bliss tiny. I mean, she's she's muscular and she's and she's she's hard hitting and fast moving with the way she is yeah. wearing. So, and that's what's nice about Oscar because she doesn't have that WWE female body. She doesn't look like Sasha or Bailey or yeah. or um, anyone like or Alexa. Yeah. She's just. She just is. She's fit. She doesn't have the hardcore abs. She's not tan, but she kills in the ring, and she gets over just by doing that. Juice, uh, Alexa Bliss versus Nia. They did the old GTV segment of uh, <laughs> spying on good. spying on Alexa and. And they had it shown to a live audience. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Nia- when you save it for certain things, they can work out really well. And uh, all during Raw, every everybody's character, everybody's storyline that they're building toward WrestleMania seemed to get elevated like triple. Like everybody's performing on a new level right now because everybody's going to be on WrestleMania. WrestleMania season. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Ni- Nia Jax? She's basically getting the Braun Strowman treatment. We're going to have two of the Giants uh, <laughs> getting over as the baby faces now. Yeah, and I, I mean, uh, good for her, and I think she's going to work with Alexa at Mania, and she'll get her big moment and win the uh, title. All right, who wins the Battle Royal? Who's left? Which is weird. Now, I would have assumed that Nia would have been in the Battle Royal, but if she's not... Uh... And this is all on the assumption. Yeah. As of this moment, they haven't made Bliss first. Uh, no, but I would assume that's going to happen. You have both titles being defended. I don't know who wins this battle royal. They're going to continue with with Sasha and Bailey, and they're just going to fight over something and eliminate each other. And Probably. I, I don't know. I don't see anybody yeah. that needs to win this. All right, you're not getting out of the segment. We're doing it. Camera one, we're doing it. We have to do it. I, I know you're hiding it there, but you got to show it off. <laughs> What's the shirt? I'm not hiding it. It's Look at this. Too cold, Scorpio. And Look at this. Flash, funk, and buff. <laughs> 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 I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> the longest running rookie of the year in WCW history. Three years running. Buff Matt. Marcus. Alexander. Alexander Bagwell. <laughs> Very good. We got more to come. Katie and Juice staying here. Plus, Josh is going to join us back from Florida a little bit later. He and Juice are going to debate. That will be something to see. Don't go anywhere. CSR on WrestlingInc.com. Again, don't forget to go to Ticket King to get your VIP tickets. If you choose to do VIP, only six are being made available. You go to TicketKingOnline.com, type in WrestleMania pre-party event, and your VIP. Again, that gets you lunch with Noel Foley on WrestleMania Sunday. Plus, you get to meet Tommy Dreamer, meet Mr. Anderson, hang out with all of us, shoot a social media video. Lunch is included at Spirits on Bourbon. Great value. Otherwise, you can hang out uh, from 1 to 3. There will be a free Q&A featuring Tommy Dreamer 
and Mr. Anderson. Guys, let's talk about what's the bigger priority here as we're getting closer and closer to WrestleMania. We have two uh, never-been-done-befores that both have been mentioned in promos and storylines uh, for them, respectively. What is the bigger priority? Getting the Usos a tag team title match on the main card of WrestleMania, which they've never had, as they pointed out, or getting Dolph Ziggler a singles one-on-one match on the main card of WrestleMania, which he's never had that he's pointed out. I think that the main thing here is to see that Dolph Ziggler's career, I think we both agreed, is probably on the downswing in WWE in He's general. reached his peak already. Yeah, he's already reached his peak. He's won the world title. And I think that it, it's the door is more so closed than it is open for more opportunities for him. The Usos, I could see, they're already, this is their peak right now, and I think they've got another year of strong work ahead of them. So I think they'll be on the main card, whether that's this year or not. Ziggler, on the other hand, I would say this might be a this year or bust for him. I have to completely agree with Juice here. Um, Ziggler has reached his main point. Like, he's definitely done very well for himself. And I think having, I mean, granted, maybe that would be the best way to go out, too. If this is coming up to him finishing his last couple years, it would be great for him because yeah. the Usos still have so much. So they could do it in another couple years. And that's kind of where I lie right there, Katie, is that this might be one of the last chances for Dolph Ziggler. You know, I mean, who knows? By this time next year, I mean, assuming he's still with the company, by this time next year, he could really, you know, he could really be moved to a point where he's just there to completely put over talent. It's not even necessarily in the highest uh, part of the card. I think the Usos, while I, I think they've done the best work of their career, I think I'd rather get Dolph the singles match this year because, again, it might be one of his last opportunities. And if the Usos do have the match, which we kind of think that they would have, which would be at least against New Day and Harper and Rowan, it, it's way down here in terms of uh, tag matches. When you have Ronda Rousey in a tag match, when you have Braun Strowman uh, against the bar and how, and how much attention's on Braun, I mean, I feel like you know they're, they're going to be so far down that, that they might even be relegated to the pre-show once they start to time Mania out, which they really don't do until the week of. Um, so I would, hate, I would hate that to happen, so I would rather just put all the ducks right now in the Dolph Ziggler basket, worry about getting him something quality. He's, he, you know, he, he left for a month. We all thought he was gone. He comes back. They're doing this whole record scratch. He's mad at the world. So let's capitalize on it now before he, you know, before they. And as great as the Braun Strowman thing on the Raw side is, it's almost now overshadowed what would be the better tag division is on SmackDown. Absolutely. And they would definitely have a better match, whether it be Uso's New Day again or if they had a third team like a Bludgeon Brothers or what have you. But Braun being the attraction he is, taking over, maybe becoming the tag champions by himself or adding another guy. We'll talk about that later. I don't know. I just think it overshadows everything else. I agree, and that's that's what I mean. It's they're pushing it too much. I think they're overselling with all the tag matches and everything because we do already have a couple yeah. that are going to happen. And like we said about Ziggler, like this could be one of his last chances and opportunities. And everyone, like everyone, loves Ziggler. Like yeah. he has done well for himself. Like I said, so giving him this opportunity, it's a great way to go out. And it's like, oh, this is awesome. And then we can worry about all the tag matches afterward. I don't think WrestleMania would be the best place to expose that and come to a somewhat end point for all of them. I agree. I mean, if Ziggler's in a singles match, that's going to stand out because, yeah, the singles matches are going to be far outnumbered by the multi. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, you know, for the IC match, that's got, that's, that's got multi-man matches. Yep. That, that's, got, that's got multi. You know, it's not a singles competition. Um, the U.S. Championship likely Probably might be Jinder, Orton, and Bobby. Um, and again, with the tag matches, it doesn't help that the best tag match that will be there will be the one that's, you know, not even for a title with Rousey involved. Like, right. That's going to be the one with the most focus. So even if the Usos got in, it would probably be like yeah. one of the third or fourth ones down there. Yeah. So. Well, I'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, hit us up on social media. At CS Reality is the official Twitter account. And, of course, you can find all of us 
on Twitter. You can see the uh, ha uh, handles right there on the screen. We got one more to come here in the playlist. Juice and Eisenberg going to wrap this baby up like a nice Christmas package. Don't miss it. At Josh Eisenberg 4, welcome back to Chair Shot Reality. Follow me at Josh Eisenberg 4 for absolutely awful. But I'm going to actually be joined this time, split screen, not by Justin LeBar, who you usually see me, but by Juice Springsteen. Juice, how are you today? I am fantastic. How are you? I am absolutely wonderful. It is the road to WrestleMania, and I wanted to bring you on specifically because I wanted to tag out LeBar, tag you in, and speaking of tags, we have the Raw Tag Team Championship match that seems to be kind of set. As Braun Strowman cruised through the entire tag team division this past Monday on Raw, it looks like Braun Strowman will be facing the bar. We are the bar. Do you have your, do you have your finger up? No? No. Put your, your finger, finger up. up. No? Okay. I'm going to do it myself. But I want to ask you this question, Juice. The bar versus Braun Strowman. Does Braun Strowman need a tag team partner? I don't think he does. Uh, I think it would be interesting if they gave him maybe an Elias or someone else, if we're not thinking about anybody, if he's required to have a partner. But I don't think he's required to have a partner. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Labar's managing Ellsworth and IWC, or else he'd have he'd have him to, to partner with. It'd be perfect storytelling. But uh, be that as it may, I think that it's a good idea. It's going to make him more of a superstar than he already is, and I don't think it's going to hurt anybody if he ends up winning the tag team championship. Do you? What do you so think my, about that? So my thought is this: if Braun Strowman doesn't have a tag team partner, doesn't it devalue what they've tried to do with Sheamus and Cesaro, uh, multiple-time tag team champions on the Raw brand? two guys that are so naturally good together in the ring. If you have a guy who's 385 pounds beating a guy like Sheamus and Cesaro, how does that save Sheamus and Cesaro down the road from being a legitimate tag team? Here's my thing. The, the problem with this whole storyline, well, in Cesaro and Sheamus' case, is they, they had no one else to beat. So they have beaten a lot of guys up to this point, and it's taken a monster among men uh, you know, to get to this status. And I don't think that's why I don't think it would be too big of a deal if they do lose to him because he's such an uh, unordinary character. Now, again, I think that I don't think it'd be a long reign for Braun if he does win the titles, and maybe he'd lose them, you know, right back at the next pay-per-view or what have you. But maybe in a multi-man tag, he would still just be a lone guy there. But I don't think he needs a partner. I don't think it would hurt anybody. Um, plus, he could say, "I am the tag team champions," and it actually proved true. Well, I think the one thing that WWE can do in this at WrestleMania, as we've seen before, the tag team titles, aside from last year's surprise. It's kind of on the back burner for WWE, whether it's Raw, whether it's SmackDown. The tag team titles aren't something that they really care about. So it, in my perspective, I think Braun Strowman needs a partner. I would really do the odd Elias and Braun Strowman with the fact that, you know, Kurt Angle says to Braun, you need a tag team partner. And what better guy than a guy that's pushing through the limits, a guy that has, you know, has been over like Rover, as LeBar would say, with Elias and Braun Strowman. Those are the two most over guys on Raw. I just think if you don't have Braun Strowman have a tag team partner, I'm not sure if the tag team division will be able to be okay because Braun Strowman went in the Battle Royal eliminating everybody. He's going into WrestleMania. What happens at WrestleMania? He eliminates the tag team. That's Braun versus the world, which sounds really cool, and I would be completely on board with that, but I just don't know if WWE should do that. Now, when I see WrestleMania, I see Braun Strowman with a tag team partner again, like Elias, a guy like Elias that they're both extremely charismatic. They can be kind of the team hell no of 2018 because look at Daniel Bryan and Kane. Those guys 
pawned off each other so well. And what happened there, Juice? You saw Daniel Bryan catapult himself into the main event at WrestleMania 30. So if you're gonna do anything with Braun Strowman, I think you do pair him with Elias. Now let me ask you this, with this match, and I tweeted this earlier, I'm not sure if you ever follow my tweets because you're usually tweeting Seinfeld or you know any other nonsense. Um, the last couple of WrestleManias have uh, had two matches under eight minutes each. Do you think this is a short squash match? Or do you think this could be actually something that shows Braun Strowman for a longer and more successful match? Um, there's two things I can come up with here. Uh, if he does go with a, a guy like Elias, see, you could build up to Braun not wanting a partner, not needing a partner, saying, I can beat him by myself, I don't need anybody. And, and, and being, you know, obviously going to win, like you think he was going to win because he's by himself. And then Kurt Angle's like, well, you have to have a partner. And begrudgingly, he gets Elias as a partner. Elias is thrilled, but also terrified at the same time. And maybe you get Elias to have a cheap guitar shot to get the win. So it's not even like Braun was really needed, and that's where you create that dynamic. Um, but no, I, I, the other point, what did you mention about Braun? Is that it uh, elevates him? About the match at WrestleMania. Oh, under so eight when minutes. When you think about the matches at WrestleMania, is it going to be a long match or could, this, could you see this being a squash match, whether Braun has a tag team partner or not? I can see this being literally just as a spot for that WrestleMania moment. Like this one guy somehow just squashes his tag team and it's a big moment for Braun. And it's like a, like a de facto, like we knew this was coming. I don't know why uh, Braun never challenged for it before. I think it's just for a WrestleMania moment type thing. I, again, I think that there's so many big matches on this card. The, the, the depth of the roster is so uh, deep right now that I don't think it's a big hit if you take this spot and give it to a Braun for a one-night big one-guy title reign. I think you can lose it in another show and it not be a big deal, and Sheamus and Cesaro can go on their way. All right, give me a hot take. Does Braun Strowman leave by himself at WrestleMania as the Raw Tag Team Champions? Yep. Yep. Just yep. What do you think? I think WWE should have a tag team partner with Braun Strowman. I would not be surprised if Braun Strowman walks out of New Orleans with both titles around his waist or his shoulders. Because quite frankly, I want to see Braun do the Braun, but I want to see Justin LeBar do the two titles and the Braun with both of his hands up in the air. Who doesn't want to see that? And you want to be my latex salesman. And you want to be my latex salesman. Chair Shot Reality is on the road to WrestleMania. Follow us all week long. Thank you so much for binging. Next week, more hot videos with your boy Juice and your boy Josh Eisenberg. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.